Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to yet another show of Phoenix Down. This is episode 12.1. We are continuing our playthrough of Xenogears, uh, quite a long Japanese role-playing game from Squaresoft back in 1998. Uh, tonight I have with me Matt. Hello, hello. And it's uh, pretty early in this game to be dragging out that another. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another Phoenix Down. <laughs> There's only the second one. We got we got a ways to go. Yes, we do, actually. And I also have with us Jason Gambrell. Greetings, programs. What's up? Oh, uh, Gears. Um, actually had a little bit of feedback come back to us. On yes. our, our Xeno Gears, I for one did not realize that Xeno Gears had such a cult following. Um, which I guess I could I could go ahead and just talk about it because since it it refers to our last episode, uh, we uh, got a comment um, on the uh, the last episode's uh, page, and I will read it because I always read feedback. Actually, we got two comments. And I should mention, uh, Omega Balmung <laughs> said, awesome, awesome, ep- yeah, awesome episode. As always, guys, and keep up the good work listening to you guys talk about Xenogears. Makes me want to go and boot it up on my Vita. Absolutely. If you want to play the Sweet. game with us, you feel free. Let us know um, what you think and if you agree with us or if you don't agree with us, um, which we'll get into now. Um. <laughs> I'm going to butcher this name. Suiyu? Suiyu. I'm, I'm saying Suiyu. I'm probably butchered it. I'm sorry. It's as good as I can do. Yeah. Uh, I may sound snobbish or something, but hear me out first. Because this product, because this podcast, excuse me, this podcast talked about Xenogears, my favorite RPG, I listened to it, and OMG, I never heard people less informed on a subject. There is a fan culture surrounding this game dedicated to understanding the complex story and the deep subjects it depicts. It encompasses almost 15,000 years long period of time on this universe. And listening to you three speak makes me cringe. I wonder... Okay, I wonder makes me cringe, too. Yeah. I wonder if you... <laughs> I wonder if you even read and saw the same scenes I did. I finished it four times. My first time was when I was 16 years old, and I never misinterpreted the opening so bad like you three. I'm very sorry, but you sound like 12-year-old kids totally clueless. I don't know if you ever tried to bring a guest who actually knows the subject matter, but it would totally improve the podcast. I will go ahead and answer that. <clears throat> you have to excuse me. I have something in my throat. <clears> throat> the whole point of Phoenix Down is to basically go back and play games that we may have missed or games that we played a long time ago or games we totally want to play, you know, just for the hell of it. It is our interpretation of the game that we're playing. Uh, Like I said in my retort, I was 13 years old when I first played Xenogears. And I truthfully don't remember much about it at all. And... The whole point of me going back and playing Xenogears is to have an experience. 
you know, this is my experience. Now, you may say it sounds childish to say that my experiences with the game so far, and even up until now, is basically what is set in front of me. Uh, you have people in a war fighting in mechs. And that's the story that I'm following. You know, I mean, sure, I may have misinterpreted things, but that's how I see it. And I'm sure that's how both Jason and Matt see it. And that, I mean, that's just how we are. I'm sorry if we we totally missed the underlying themes to to this game. And I understand that there, I'm sure that there are plenty. Which you give examples, which I will continue reading right now. Well, well, first I just want to say that the the games that I'm blind to when we start them, I intentionally stay blind to so that I can experience them as I go. You know, I I could look up every all the backstory on this game, but I don't want to do that until I, after I finish it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to experience this as a first time through because it is my first time through. And maybe if I had already played it, I would go back and, and refresh myself. But, you know, this is this is my first time with the game, and I don't want to ruin it just to throw more factoids into this. Yeah. You know, I'll save that for the retrospective in the, in the last episode. Exactly. Uh, you know, just, just hear us out first, you know. We're, we're trying to play through this game. And I also misinterpret a whole lot of things in my life, so it's not just this game or this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, this game has by far the deepest story ever made in video game format, and it falters in execution sometimes, but even so, it's a masterpiece. I have some suggestions for when you finish the game, if ever, only because it's a very long game. A couple of scenes are hidden and some erased, even in, even if parts were left inside the code because of time constraints where only implied and specialty since it was very controversial for the time and several references and retelling of events and names mentioned on the Bible were censored were censored overseas. You could try reading articles about the development of the game like and he sent us a link. Um, or many essays written by fans on the various themes it touches like reincarnation, personality disorders, Creation myths, myths, myths uh, false gods, nanotechnology, genetic mutation, genetic memory, etc. Or, if you'd like, you could try reading the official book, Xenogears Perfect Works, which explains the vision for the whole story and the events that transpire on Episode 5. But there is only a fan translation of it in English. It was a, Jap a Japan-only release. Xenosaga was a reimagining of the story with several changes because they didn't have the copyright from Squaresoft when they founded Monolith Software. Sorry if my grammar is off or something, but I'm from South America and speak Spanish. Well, Suyu, I do appreciate your feedback. I mean, it, 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 it means something that somebody actually listened to us. Granted, you didn't really like what we said. And I respect that. I right, do respect that, that's your own choice. Yeah, I respect. I totally respect that. And I mean, trust me. Do I know what the hell I'm talking about? I have no clue of what I'm talking about. I'm playing a game, and I'm telling you how I feel about it. And that's that's the only thing I really can do. 
Um, and, you know, as, as of right now, yes, there are a lot of foreshadowing events that are taking place um, in our, our first episode. And I'm sure they will totally pay off by the end. Um, but like, like you even said, some of the execution and delivery of some of these lines and, and the, the main story is told just as a regular adventure instead of this, everything means something in a different way. Now I'm sure maybe, maybe I will get it by the end of the game. Maybe I won't. We shall see. And that's all I can really say. Yep. But I do appreciate you taking the time to even talk to us. Yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, thank you. I, I do thank you. And, you know, and, and when I finish the game, I will totally look over some of this stuff if I feel compelled to. Whew. Anyway. I got more feedback too. Um, it was on Twitter, and unfortunately, I can't find it. I know Jay, friend of the sh- friend of the show, Jay, gave us a little advice, um, talking about we need to basically just finish the game and make our own assumptions, which is what we're gonna do. So, but um, yeah. So let's just pick up where we left off. Last we left off, uh, Lahan Village is in shambles. It's gone. Everybody blames Faye. Faye blames himself. Him and Saitan ride off into the sunset with each other away from Lana Village. Uh, they go through the forest. They meet a uh, young woman. She was I, the... I told you Saitan would be doing that. Uh, yeah. Riding off into the sunset with boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, finally, I finally put it together. Saitan reminds me of Otacon. I don't know why. Oh, from Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah, I can see. I that. can see that. Yeah, like a like an el- like a older version, and one who can actually fight. Yeah, I like that. I, I think that's I think that's really cool. I totally agree. Well, you know, he he can like I, I don't I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something stupid, but all oh, right. <laughs> no problem. The stupid here. <laughs> but anyway, we, uh, we made it to the, uh, I guess the, the, the town in the desert, uh, Dazzle, 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 and uh, we we came here looking for parts for the uh, the mech, the gear itself. Yeah. Uh, they unfortunately only carry parts for civilian gears, and uh, we have to go to a manufacturer to actually get the gear gear parts for this military gear that we are using. Oh, those damn manufacturers! It's like they're like Apple. Yeah. You, have, you have to go to the Apple store. You can't just go to any any computer repair shop. Yeah, it's a, it's all proprietary crap. Yeah. So, um, Saitan jumps into a, a rental buggy, doesn't pay for it, and uh, drives off. And um, into the, the desert. Yeah. At that time, uh, Faye 
here over here's a bunch of people saying, hey, you know, he probably shouldn't go off on his own like that. There's a lot of bandits and pirates out there right now. And oh. Faye's like, oh, crap. <laughs> so he chases after him. Uh, we entered the Evade Desert. And it's one of those, you got to go a certain path. <laughs> yeah. Or strange. You, yeah, or you just come out the same end again. Yeah, you just keep, uh, pretty much keep running forward through this desert. And, uh, and then Faye, you see some uh, giant mechs jumping through the desert like they're, like they're trying to keep up with something. Yeah. Yeah, was he hallucinating in this desert? Because he also saw a giant UFO. <laughs> Actually, the UFO came first. Yeah, he sees the UFO first, uh, and it's all like Independence Day, like where you see you actually see the shadow, like <laughs> filling up the screen, and then you see the ship flying over Faye, and then after the UFO passes, then we see. Um, a couple of uh, mechs basically leaping into the direction that the UFO went. Hmm. Yeah, so dehydration. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So we continue running through the desert. We eventually um, come across some, some guys on motorcycles, or they're not really motorcycles, they're like... They're kind of like those the <laughs> motorcycles from Star Wars. <laughs> the uh, was it sp- swoop bikes? Is that what it was? Oh crap! Yeah. Um, Pretty sure they're from, cool. from Endor. Yeah, yeah. I won't say they're swoop bikes. I can't remember. And uh, Faye like drop kicks a guy off of one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. He's like, I mean, if I can imagine, you know, Faye, you know, he's got the ponytail, he knows kung fu. I can. I can kind of imagine him like going, what's like kicking the dude right off the motorcycle. And then he steals it and he says, I'll borrow, I'm, I'm going to borrow this for, for a while. Sorry. And he leaves the dude right in the middle of the freaking desert. And yeah. Just drives off. Yeah. That guy's dead. Yeah. He, yeah. He's dead. <laughs> but eventually it gets dark, gets some um, nighttime almost. And um, there we have a scene, basically where um, he he runs into um, he doesn't take the mech with him. Yeah, the mech's broke down. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, basically, where uh, can somebody help me explain this one? There's a mech on a plateau, and like I know the full moon is behind it. It's like a really foreboding scene. Yes. And there is a man in the mech, or he's standing right outside of the mech, and uh, apparently knows Faye, or knows his father, I should say. Yeah, he's he's described as the man in black. Yeah. He, and, um, he knows his father so well, in fact, that um, he said that he was the one that killed his father. Oh. Interesting. So, the, am I missing anything? Let me see. He he, uh, he says that his name is uh, Graf G R A H F, 
and he's uh, the seeker of power. Um, and then he he tells he tells Faye that he sent the gears um, into the village uh, so that so that Faye himself could be a catalyst uh, for his awakened power. Um, and then he uh, and then he talks about how. Um, like the ultimate fate of Faye and himself is to destroy Mother God. So that's the uh, the notes that I have from that particular scene. Okay. Well, what do you guys think of that? It's setting your sights pretty high. Yeah. He, 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 he must be a badass if he's trying to be a, a part of destroying God. Yeah. I mean, you can't be a wimp if, <laughs> yeah. uh, if, if you're setting your sights that high. This is true. <laughs> so uh, evidently this uh, this this guy, Gra- Graf, I, ho- I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, even though it's kind of a lame name. If you just say Graf, my name's Graf. <laughs> Um, especially like a guy who wants to destroy God, you know, but, uh, uh, he's got a really cool mech. It's got like some like decorative, I don't know if there were, if there are wings, but they're, I've seen, I've seen like this type of design similar into lot in like Gundam. Yeah. Gundam wing. Yeah. And it looks really cool. He's um he's obviously some kind of evil lord, yeah, of some kind. We haven't seen the last of him. No, I'm sure we haven't. Um, he uh, he 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 has some some troops attack him. Is that how it works? They come after him. I think he just uh I think he just leaves. Just leaves and like then... mysteriously like see you around or something. I, I don't I don't, I, I don't yeah. remember exactly how he why he leaves, but he, he just leaves. Yeah. And um the 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 Ave troops come in and uh or begin to attack him. Uh Saitan shows up with the mech itself. Oh yeah, and tells him he's like, "Yo, whoa, where you been, man?" <laughs> yeah, it's like I've been looking for you in the desert. But anyway, we have more pressing issues right now. Uh, we have to fight the uh, the soldiers. Mm-hmm. Oh, we gonna fight the soldiers? Those guys are not that difficult, to be honest with you. Nah, they're pushovers. Um, which is which? Those we fight those first. Then we have the cutscene, and he, uh, the the big bad guy, uh, he is the one who brings up this giant worm. Yes, yes, yep. that that's what he does before he leaves. Yeah, he, he summons, he summons the worm. And w- when we say worm, we're not talking little worm. Yeah, we're talking no, no inch worm. No, it's uh, it's a big one. Yeah, we're talking about like the mother of all tremors. <laughs> yeah. What's the one it, called in Mass Effect? 
giant worms they have to fight? The th- Thresher Maw. Thresher Maw, yes. That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> it's the Thresher Maw. So we have to fight the worm. Um, at that point, we, we beat the worm, but something happens. We get captured. How do we get captured? Um, crap. Uh, let me see. You'll have to forgive me. I did this last week. <laughs> and a lot um, has transpired since then. I think they get they they just get arrested. I think I think Faye jumps out of the the robot and Saitan is uh at the foot of the mech but and then they get surrounded by um of a troops. Yeah, they get surrounded by troops and they just basically are like, "Oh crap. Oh well." You know, and then they, and then it just goes from that scene to them already captured. Yeah, they're being transported um, from uh, like in the desert. They're being transported in the desert. They're on like a gigantic like a uh, transport vessel, and uh, Saitan and uh, Faye they both have a little bit of dialogue actually. Yeah. Um, I think he brings up um, his father because uh, the whole. Big bad guy mentioned him killing his father and something about being a catalyst for killing God. Yeah. Um, but Saitan keeps all this stuff close to his vest. He never says anything. He also, he, you know, and he's all he's just telling, him, look, just go to sleep. But um. But then, Saitan reflects, and he says, uh. Could it be that we are approaching the time of the gospel? And then there's the tripped out, like, I don't know if it's a dream sequence. Oh, or yeah. He, what was that? Or if he, like, mind melds into the into the universal void and begins to uh, communicate with this character called the Emperor who isn't like floating in a, some kind of a celestial like space dream. Yeah. That was really out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is happening? Yeah. And these images are like flying around in the background of like different pictures and stuff. And I'm, and, and I would just kind of look at them and just be like, okay, these are pictures. Some of the pictures look like they're of outer space and planets and stuff. And, some of the pictures just look like they're really abstract, and yeah. um, I took that to mean that he was kind of like omniscient, and this was his way of seeing everything at the same time. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like he was it, at the center of the matrix, just watching everything happen. So he could be like the architect. <laughs> could be. I am the architect of the universe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's weird. It, and and Saitan has a conversation with him, and and, and it seems like the, uh, the the platform that this emperor guy is sitting on is like some kind of a it, it like goes back and forth like a like an old clock. Hmm. 
like an old school time clock with the uh, crap. I don't. Well, I don't. I don't remember what it's called, but it goes left and right. The pendulum. And, yeah, the pendulum. It's like it's like his whole throne is like a universal time pendulum. Could be a reference to a doomsday clock of some kind. Yeah. Either this is the kind or, of thing that was so far out of left field that they have to explain it. They probably will explain it later in the game. But, yeah. it <laughs> Pretty weird uh, weird scene. And, um, and they're basically talking among themselves. And... Uh, and the emperor says something that's uh, interesting. He says, we are the people expelled from paradise and forced to live on the cruel surface of the earth. Hmm. So again, like the time machine. Yeah. And it's like, and he, and then he also says, uh, we, who fill this land will once again return to the presence of God and paradise and live there eternally. Hmm. And, uh, he also says, uh, we, we, the gazelle, G A Z E L gazelle, gazelle must find God's resting place by then. And resurrect them. I guess they're talk. They're referring to the uh, the time of the gospel. And I guess their 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 aim is to find God's resting place and resurrect him. So evidently, the, these uh, these gentlemen, really mysterious gentlemen, are are pretty much the opposite. It seems like. Than the uh, the guy the, the man in black uh, uh, graph who was talking to Faye on the uh, really cool mech. Hmm. It almost seems like two like two factions of people who are in the know about the celestial you know the celestial spiritual universe of where gods or God, and all, all that occurs. Yeah. So the, the big underlining question is, where is God? Where was paradise? And how did we leave paradise and get to this earth? Yeah, and what caused these two groups of people, one to be stuck on the surface and one underground? Yeah, so... That is a pretty interesting conversation. I mean, any time that you're having a conversation with someone who's watching mul multiple monitors and floating in outer space, I mean, y you have to you have to have your ears open. It seems like they might have something interesting to say. That's true. And somehow Saitan is able to communicate with them. Yeah, it's like, is it kind of like some kind of a... Um, what you may call it, like uh, out of body, not like a body out, experience. Out of body experience. Uh, uh, what, what's the what's the term? There's a there's a term 
um, astral projection. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like an a- astral projection, um, like, but, but because it, it seems like that this masked guy he mentions that we, in terms of them, are on Earth um, currently because they got expelled from uh, from paradise. So evidently both of these gentlemen can astral project themselves into basically a, uh, like a virtual meeting room. Kind of like Skype, I guess. (laughs) This is, this is weird. This is kind of like Skype for your soul. Hmm. A little soul Skyping. Yeah. Well, it is interesting to say the least. And confusing. <laughs> a little bit. Hopefully we will get back to that. Yeah. But in the meantime, uh, we wake up and, well, well, I should say, after that, we see a different perspective through the eyes of a pirate. There, there is a, there's a man watching the... Uh, the Avey land carrier, I don't know what you call it, the transport. And um, he's basically saying, we need to take that thing out because it has some uh, gears on there that we would like to grab a hold of. So he orders the his men to fire on it, his ship to fire on it, to, to, to two of his companions. They don't want him to do it. They're like, you know, think about this. And he doesn't care. He's like one of these little brash, blonde-headed, you know, guys. <laughs> and uh, they fire upon the uh, the transport while um, Saitan and Faye are on it. Um, this begins a mad dash to leave before it sinks into the sand. Yeah, and it's a... Uh... It's a good thing that 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 last uh, explosive round actually opened the door in the uh, jail cell. Yeah. So that you could actually escape from the uh, from the platform. Yeah, because yeah, nobody that, was going to let him out. A, yeah, that would have been a pretty lackluster ending. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, we escape, or I should say, Saitan and Faye escape narrowly. And um, they don't they, like they just get out, don't they? They they don't like really bring the mech with them, do they? Well, well they, the, they walk up to the top, and then you have to like walk out on the crane. Yeah, they, they they're like suspending the mech. Yeah, or Saitan like releases the mech in some way, but you have to climb out on the crane and then drop down onto it, basically. Yeah, basically ride it and then go pick Saitan up. I had the toughest time walking along that crane edge until I realized that I can just switch the camera behind so that it's a straight shot. <laughs> like trying to walk on a diagonal on that narrow beam. Yeah. When you can't walk in a diagonal was tough. <laughs> that that was a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, I uh, I almost fell off it a few times. <laughs> yeah, and I was shaking my head because I one of my favorite things about this game is the fact that you can rotate the camera really. It makes it feel like a generation beyond what I thought the PS1 RPGs were like. Yeah. Except that, like, in times like this, when I'm just like, man, this is awful because I can rotate the camera. 
<laughs> anyway, that was a minor point. But yeah, um, so we jump into the mech. Go pick up uh, Saitan. Uh, we have him in our, our hand, basically. And uh, we land, and uh, we run into the, the brash pirate. Yes, and his mech is pretty cool. I like it. His mech uses whips. Just mm. like he does. Yep. He, he, so um, that must be a 100% customized mech, because I don't know that any other mechs that will meet in this game use a whip. I highly doubt it. We'll see, though. But uh, this like guy... engineering feat. This guy's name is Bart. And he has his... He's dead set on taking that mech. I keep calling them mechs. Gears. They have a name. Gears. Gears. And uh, Faye is like, look, I don't want to fight you, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not with these guys. And he just doesn't care. He wants to fight him. So we begin the fight. And uh, when that <laughs> when that takes place, we have to fight him. He has a special ability that kind of got on my nerves a little bit. Um, wide, wild smile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically it made my accuracy go down, which means I couldn't hit shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really annoying. <laughs> um, luckily you don't have to actually win this fight. I mean, you just have to get him down to a certain amount and, uh, something bad happens. <laughs> um, basically we cause a... I guess quicksand. I mean, yeah, I, it's, you know, it's like a sinkhole. It's a sinkhole. We fall into a sinkhole because of all the fighting and stuff, and we fall into a cave that then closes back up. Um, and Which doesn't seem really possible. I'm no, sand. <laughs> this is true. But uh, we fall into this uh, this cave, and um, Bart and Faye are the only ones there. The rest of them are kind of. Oh crap! You know uh, Bart's men are are worried about him, and then of course Saitan's worried about Faye, and um, which we come to find out a little bit later on after a few cutscenes, we see that Saitan was actually rescued by Bart's people, and it seems that Saitan knows one of Bart's uh, companions. See, he knows yeah. everybody. I do not trust him. Yeah. He's got a lot of back shady deals going on with intergalactic beings and pirates. And... Yeah, it's like because he 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 knows everybody, and he he knows how to, I guess, astro project himself or or whatnot. It's almost like could he be a timeless person? Yeah, and he's got so much going on. It's hard for me to really say I know where his loyalties are. Like, obviously, you know, you're meant to trust him because he's the one helping you out the most so far in the game. But, you know, I don't know him. He doesn't, yeah. seem, like, he doesn't seem like he's that easy to get what his motives are and what, what he wants. And he seems like he's holding a lot back. I, I don't know. Plus, like, yeah, it's kind of like uh, you don't need to know until we're in the thick of it. Yeah, and then, and then, he'll and then come I might. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, but anyway, uh, back to the cave 
while we're in the cave, of course, Bart and Faye are basically talking. Faye's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you know, you attacked me. I told you that I am not with those guys, and you attacked me anyway. And Bart kind of apologized. He's like, look, I'm sorry. We'll finish this after we get out of this cave. Right now, that's our main priority. So we start navigating around the cave, and we notice that um, there's a bot there that actually tells them the history of the cave and what it's used for. Apparently it was used to, it was once a mining area that was also, I guess, used for excavation, but it hasn't been used in a long time. Um, and it's not, it's a little confusing um, because it's, there's two different levels to the whole thing. And this is actually the first time we're we're actually moving around the, I guess the overworld or moving around an area in the mechs itself. Yeah. Um, and you can actually leave the mechs if you want to. Uh, I like doing that to get a sense of scale. Yeah. They are tiny when you leave those mechs. Oh yeah. Um, but don't stay out of them too long because you may run into a mech down here that can kill you in one hit. <laughs> If you're not inside your mech. Um, yeah. There are random battles in here. Um, and, and some of them are annoying. Uh, but eventually... See, I just want to say again that it's not that they're annoying in their, themselves. It's annoying when you're lost and trying to find something and you can't look for... You can't advance your goal of looking for where you need to go because you're getting attacked every five steps. Yeah. Like I have no problems with the fights themselves. It's just I want to choose when I fight them and when I don't. And, you know, obviously that's a product of when this game came out. But Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I really didn't have that much of a problem with it. Because um, I will go ahead and mention I'm using a fact. Uh, when I'm in a dungeon, quote-unquote dungeon, um, I got a fact in front of me that has a map. Because <clears throat> this game is already long in and of itself. And I don't need to extend it even more. <laughs> so um, that's what I'm doing. Some people may say it's cheating. I'm sorry. It's called me getting through the game. But eventually we come to a, I guess it's kind of like a hut. Or it's it's inside of a cave itself. It's yeah, it's a cave inside a cave. Yeah, a cave inside of a cave. But it's actually inhabited by an old man. Yeah. Old man Balthazar. There you go. And uh, this man gives us a few revelations. Uh, the first one being he he's a collector of sorts. He likes to collect ancient organic things like bones. And he shows and, and actually um, he shows Bart and Faye. Uh, a comprehensive list of the skulls. Uh, the these skulls are basically from the first time human beings were on this planet to now. And from what he can tell, human beings haven't been on that planet very long. 
Matt, can you remember exactly how long it's been? Is it 2,000 years, maybe? I thought it was 10,000. 10,000 years? I may be wrong completely. Maybe that was the the other... What was he comparing them to? Because there was the... What was on the top shelf? Well, we had human skulls and we had... Uh, damn, some kind of animal skull? Yeah, and basically they were saying, look, you can see that the animal skulls go back... Maybe that was 10,000 years, and then the human skulls only go back 5,000 years. Yeah. So, human beings, as far as this old man knows hasn't been here for for forever this is not where they originated um and he goes on to talk about how he he collects things including mech parts you can actually purchase mech parts from him but there's one other very distinct thing that he, he fills up my mech's gas because that was huge yeah yeah, he, he gives us fuel, and he he I guess he heals them, whatever you want Repeatedly, because I did a lot of grinding in and around this cave. Gotcha. Yeah, I haven't grinded yet. I haven't ran from a battle, but I haven't grinded. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a good gameplay balance. I feel if you can, if if you're not running away from every battle, but you can still hold your own. You know, just by. Uh, face in each battle and hold your own and still you know, have a progressive uh, leveling of your characters. I think that's a kind of a good balance right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that will eventually catch up to me. Oh yeah. But I, I haven't, I haven't hit it yet. But, um, Matt, do you, do you remember exactly what this guy said? Jason, have you made it this far? I'm actually right before we are talking. Okay. So, I, I I vaguely remember this scene from uh, last time I played it, but I don't know anything specific right. about what he says. Yeah, I mean, I remember the scene, but you don't remember blabbering a lot. You don't remember exactly what he said? No, he was blabbering on and on. <laughs> All I wanted to know was how to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> so we're not Open helping... Open the sand gate. Yeah, we're, we're, not, we're not actually helping our cause here for... For the people thinking we're we're not getting this uh this uh underlying story, <laughs> but basically saying that Faye is what people have been saying he is. He is basically a god killer. He uh. he, he is uh, somehow this old man knows a prophecy. You know, he he talks about um, kind of he, he he's he talks a lot about his the history of the um, of the world itself, um, and uh, basically the the ethos. Um, there the, there's a big conspiracy going on about ethos. The ethos, uh, a group, is basically withholding information about yep. the history of the world or the history of human existence. Um, and, uh, people are basically just living blindly. Um, and, uh, he, he, I, I think he recognizes the, the, the mech itself, the mech, uh, that, um, that, that Faye's using, the Waitall, I guess that's how you put it. Waitall? Um, uh, is, is an ancient mech that, uh. 
probably has potential power to to do some devastating things. And it upsets him. And Faye wants to know more, and he kind of just says, you know, screw you. Get out of here. Uh, But he does tell us how to open the gate to get out. Basically, we have to turn off these two sensors. Uh, One sensor, not that far away. Only one panel away, in fact. The other sensor, way the fuck back at the beginning. (laughs) Yep. So we have to basically get on top of... Yeah, This is the where you have to get to the second level. And the second level is just a straight shot all the way back to the other one. Um, then we come back. We open the gates. And, uh, of course, we can't. Isn't it, we never can escape that easily. <laughs> There's always something going to stop us. And that something is the calamity. What the heck is it doing down here, by the way? I don't know. It's here. It is here. Which he mentions. I think the old man even mentions it. Yeah, I think he does. He says, don't worry, the calamity will get you. After you piss him off. After he finds out you're a god killer. I don't know. (laughs) So, Matt, you say that you had a little bit of trouble with calamity. Yeah, but it's just because I'm an idiot. I didn't realize that when you were in the mech, you could do like the combo moves like you could when you were out of the mech. Yeah, the death blows. So all I was doing was... X to initiate attack and X to do my heart attack. Doing gotcha. about 60 damage per hit. Ah, yes. That would get you killed quick. And I was using the the smile, which is great on this guy because it makes all his like physical attacks miss you. Yeah. The wild smile. But that rocket attack that he had just killed me over and over again at 500 damage per hit, basically. Yeah. Uh I just, yeah, I would either, it was either that or I would run out of gas, run out of fuel. You know, you can recharge your fuel. Yeah, very slowly, especially if you're using boosters. Mm. Very slowly. Well, you know, it doesn't do it over time. Like, you can, there's an option to basically recharge your fuel. Yeah, you can give up your turn, but you only get back like 40 or 50 fuel. Really? And then if I've got my booster on, that sucks 20 of it out every time, which means if I start, if once I get down to zero, basically I have to charge one turn, then attack the next turn, then charge the third turn, then attack the fourth turn. So I, I used the boosters a couple of times. What exactly do the boosters do? I believe that speeds up your timing so that you okay. get more attacks in. Gotcha. Okay. But it uses up your, it uses up an additional fuel on top of your attacks. Yeah. Okay. I just like I, I could never remember. I was like, I, maybe I should turn on my boosters. <laughs> yeah, it's booster to do that or charge to get back your fuel, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I I didn't really have a problem with calamity because, like I said, I have this fact in front of me, and the fact highly suggested that I buy some parts from the old man. Um, so not only can you add three parts, kind of like how you add a weapon a piece of equipment and armor to your character. Uh, You can also change straight up full on parts. You can change different engines. You can change uh, the frame, which gives you more hit points for your mech itself. And and this is what I find a little confusing is that your mechs don't level up. It's the character that levels up. And truth be told, 
how much of this game is going to be you fighting outside of your mech. Yeah, I, I wish I knew that percentage so I knew how much money to sink into my mech. Exactly. My gear. I, if, if memory recalls, uh, I'd probably say almost half and half. Really? That would Something be like what that. I would, would shoot for if I was making this game. Yeah, I think it's about half in-person fighting and about half mech fighting. Probably uh, a little bit more mech fighting toward the end, probably. Okay. Okay, well, um, let's see here. So uh, I, th- I didn't have any problem with Calamity, the, just, you know, because I had upgraded my mechs, um, you know, used a few death blows, got it done. At that point, we uh, finally leave the uh, the cave, or the caverns, I should say. And um, we eventually make it back out to the the desert. And um, Bart has a designated place to meet if they ever did get separated from his group. So that's where they go. And uh, sure enough, his group is there, along with Saitan. Uh, they have a uh, happy, joyous reunion. <laughs> um, and... Um, is it here where um, Faye finally has a a realization that he doesn't want to fight? Like a burning realization? Um, yeah, I thought that was more after we get to uh, Bart's lair, though. More than like when we get picked up by the Sand Cruiser. Yeah. Where uh, he just like he gets all like emo and whiny. Yeah, he just he he totally like I'm done. Yeah, I don't want to fight. Yeah, I don't care who wins this war. I have no reason to fight. Exactly. He goes all uh, Shinji Akari Evangelion reference. Uh, I was going to say Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3. but <laughs> There wasn't a dance scene, at least. <laughs> yeah. But, um, see, I know Gundam. And Trace Kush Renata is the baddest of the bad. But that's just me. Oh. <laughs> I love Trace Cusernata. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. Anyway. <laughs> Gundam sweet. Um, so we, uh, we, we join up with Bart and his crew on the uh, Sand Cruiser. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that like the Tree of Life? That name. Um, it reminds me. It, I think it's the same name of the uh, the dungeon that's all in all the uh, Etrian Odyssey games. You may be right. Actually, I think that's true. I'm looking that up right now. Well, it's a pretty old school, like Norse Norse theme. mythology. Yes. Yeah. Um, is an immense tree that is central to Norse cosmology. Is connected to which with nine worlds exist. Huh. So it is basically the main point to different worlds. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, another, um, basically, a uh, we get a lot of religious um, Judeo-Christian 
um, references, and this is a uh, straight up mythological reference. Yeah. Yeah. But we find out a few things while we're here. Uh, one of them being uh, this place is huge and confusing as shit. Yeah. Another product of its time. I would give anything for a this is where you need to go. <laughs> yeah, I would crutch, too. Basically, because and, and it's it's uh, made far worse by the fact that you can rotate. Like I said last episode, it's so hard to remember where I came from. You know, left, right, up, right, left, right. But to to try and remember that when you're shifting the camera around left and right, like I have no idea what direction I came from. That's that's how I feel too. It, it, this place was very confusing, even with a game fact map in front of me. Um, but we we find out that this is these are guys are like no ordinary pile uh, pirates. <laughs> They are actually part of a royal family. And Bart is basically the prince. Um, what had basically happened was Bart has a cousin named Marjorie. Is that right? Margie. Yeah. Margie, yeah. Margar- Marguerite. Margarita. Marguerite. Um, and um, she is being held captive by um, the leader of the Avey army. Mm-hmm. Starts with an S. Shadok. I have it wrote down. Yeah, is that how you say it? I, I oh shit! Give me a second, Matt. Keep talking. I'll be right, I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, um, I really liked when you get into this sand cruiser and into maybe it was not so you get to the layer, but I feel like that was this game's best sense of scale when you see how big the hangar is. Hmm. Uh, and when you actually get out of the hangar, you know, anytime you, anytime you get out of your gear, you are like two pixels big compared yes. to the gear. But having to like walk across this whole hangar as a small person, as a well, I guess a regular sized person, <laughs> but as compared to the gears, it was uh, pretty absurd. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, it's not, it's not to the degree of say Shadow of the Colossus senses of scale, but you know, I I thought it was pretty cool how small you are in that giant gear hangar. Okay. I've got my notes here. Thank you for stalling. Uh, Shakan is his name. The Forever Man? Yes. Um, Shakan is the leader of the Ave army. Um, he has Bart's cousin, uh, Marge. Uh, he is, excuse me, he's the prime minister of Ave. And, um,. He explains to, or actually his, his I guess his butler, <laughs> Exp- <laughs> explains um, to Faye and Saitan uh, basically what's going on. Uh, they, Bart and her, uh, his cousin, have uh, a piece of a special, um, I, I don't know, they, they never shown it, 
I don't I, I'm I'm imagining it as an amulet. Yeah. Um they each have a piece of it and um when put together it basically locates and shows uh the a great treasure. This great treasure is everybody speculates it's going to be a very powerful gear. Hmm. Um and uh the the prime minister of Avey wants it. At least that's what we gather. Um, at this point, they want to recruit Faye and Saitan to help them uh, basically rescue their, the cousin. And uh, Faye goes off on a very, very big tangent where he's like, I'm done fighting. It has done done nothing to help me. It has done nothing to help anybody around me. And I don't see... This is not my war. I don't care. Way. Way. Um, and then he runs off. And you have to... And this is where I got lost. <laughs> because I was like, man, I'm down here in the hangars where all the mechs are. And then I go upstairs. And then, oh, there's, there's guys running around. And uh, it, I was just like, man, where the hell do I need to go? Sometimes they help you out and say, like, go upstairs to the, you know, the bedrooms or whatever. But other times they're just like, meet me in the kitchen. And I'm like, what the hell? How am I supposed to find the kitchen? So, <sighs> just running around. But they basically explain what their mission is. They have basically take on the, taken on this um, pirate persona to basically hide from a so they can possibly sneak in, rescue Bart's cousin, and then make sure to keep the... I can't remember the name of the of the actual amulet. I go, I'm going to keep calling it amulet. Uh, it's, it's a two-word two name, but I can't remember what it is. But um, they, they want Faye to help. Faye says no. He runs off. We, but he and eventually he he he's talked to by um the, the, I guess his general the 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 right hand man to Bart um Sigurd yeah looks kind of like Bart but maybe older yeah they, they're both missing an eye or maybe and it seems like him and Saitan know each other yeah. Saitan was the one who was talking, or he that guy was the one that was talking to Saitan whenever they first rescued Saitan. And I'm like, huh, very interesting. Saitan seems to know what's going on everywhere, like all over the world. This 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 small time little doctor who, you know, for all I've known, was always in Lahan Village. Yeah, tinkering yeah. around up on the mountain. Yeah. Knows a whole lot about this entire world, what's going on in this war, who the sides are, and like major players in it. Well, yeah. it's probably because uh, he spends his late nights doing the uh, soul skyping. Yeah, with, it probably uh, yeah. the celestial beings. This is true. So he he could just live up on that little hill and still know everything that's going on in the world. I think um, 
this is just me speculating. I have a feeling that Saitan is some type of harbinger. Mm. Maybe angel. Go go with that. Maybe interesting or a guide for Faye. Yeah, I think it's yeah more of that. Like he's sent to protect Faye while he's young, and then guide him towards his destiny. Yeah, that's that's what I have a feeling he is. So I I could be totally wrong. For so better guide, or guide for him worse. into manhood or godhood. Oh, could be. Never could know. be. Could be. Never know. Yeah. Um. So eventually, we see that uh, Bart um, kind of has a a personal sensitive side. Uh, we we see that you know he he's he's struggling with his own demons, um, basically living up to his father's dream. Uh, father's, I, I get. I'm taking it he's dead. I'm not too sure, but his father was a brave man. That's at least that's what I gather. A brave man who fought for righteousness and justice. Yeah, um, we 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 totally forgot to uh, briefly mention there was an anime cutscene where you saw these three figures and uh, and one of them is the uh, the man in black, and then there's this there's this other guy uh, with longer hair, and then I'm assuming that. The third person was uh, Faye's father, and it looked like they were about ready to fight him. Oh yes. And and Faye's father was so- saying something like, "You'll never have." I don't know if it, if he was referring to Faye, like you'll never have him, or if you were no, you'll never have the power that you seek. Yeah. And they're and then they about ready to fight each other, and then it just. Ends. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a that's a very good point. I totally forgot about that. Huh? I'm I'm man. I'm doing a horrible job. <laughs> there's just there's so many things that happen in this game. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 this game has so many layers going on at the same time. And especially at this point when they haven't been brought together yet, they're just kind of out of place, out of context. Yeah. So, Faye sees that Bart is trying to live up to his father. And he sees that he has a purpose. This, this purpose is, it needs to be done. But he's not too convinced just yet. But the, the bad guys don't wait around. Uh, they basically infiltrate their base of operations. Uh, yeah. Looking, looking for the gears. Um, they they know who Bart is. They don't know who Faye is. I don't think. And they, uh, from what I from what I can understand of it, they're basically just looking for the gears themselves to steal them. That way, without gears, they're pretty much just useless. Right. Um. And they basically start attacking the. Attacking the the area. The, I thought that was kind of cool how you get a little bit of a first person view from the mechs. Yeah, and they're stomping around into the base, and they're all talking to each other. It's like, I, I they didn't seem like henchmen, like regular lackeys, but they they seem yes. like because they all had a name, they all had a face. 
So it seemed like uh, maybe high-ranking lieutenants or sergeants. I don't know. Or some kind of specialty squad that's out here scavenging. Yeah, the, the Ginyu squad. I'll, I'll go with Ginyu squad. <laughs> the Ginyu squad. Yeah, no, nobody nobody gets – Matt doesn't get that reference. Nope. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z reference. Yep. But um, <laughs> the Ginyu squad. Um, so uh, – but uh, – which we will find out a little bit later who those guys actually work for. Um, they're they're not with the Avey army, um, but yeah, they start attacking the the the, the base itself, um, and it starts off with Bart basically jumping into action and fighting these guys on his own. Um, it's they which he he does have a couple of his his guys help him too. Um, and it's a series of boss fights. It's basically a boss fight after a boss fight. But these guys are not really difficult. Yeah, they, this whole section I thought was real easy. Yeah, but it, it's interesting how they they made it work. You know, it was you know, Bart taking on the dudes. Saitan finally decides, you know what, I'm going to jump in my own mech. And well, he gets, he gets given a, a crappy old mech, not his own one. Yeah, they 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 say that. It's you know it's not operational yet. There's still a lot of things that need to be worked out. And he's like, I can handle it. And he jumps in and he's like, It's been like ten years since I've used one of these. Let's see if I can still remember how to do it. And uh, you know he jumps into the mech. He comes out and helps helps Bart. So you get to play as Saitan and Bart. Um, I really like what Saitan said when he got ready to fight one of the bad guys for the first time. He goes a wild stallion, eh? It's about time somebody broke you in. <laughs> so, I, I, th- I still think he's a deviant of some sort, kind of sexual deviant. Jeez. No normal person would say that when they get into a fight. That's true. <laughs> um, but Faye, we're still missing Faye. Faye sees notices something's going on because obviously there's sirens going off and everything's nuts. And um, but what sets Faye? Off is basically there's some children trying to get away, and one of the bad guys tries to kill one of the kids. He saves the kid and is like, "Okay, you know what? Fuck this!" <laughs> and so he goes and jumps into his mech, and you fight off, I think, two more bosses, and um, drive them back. Uh, when, when when that happens, they 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 all escape. They don't. None of them die. They all escape. Uh, and Bart's basically on the war path. He says, "Look, we need to do something now." They know where we are. They know who we are. We need our, you know, our cover's basically blown. They know we're not pirates. Yeah. It's time to to take action. And so we need to infiltrate. You know, the 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 citadel basically. Rescue my cousin. Get the hell out of here. And that's basically. I, I want to leave off there, but I mean that's that's basically the gist of it. Um, there's a few more things they finally say. You know, they finally talk to Faye and say, "Look, you obviously can handle yourself, Saitan. You're you're kind of an old badass. <laughs> Why don't you guys join us?" Faye finally says, "You know what? I'll join you guys because I think it's it's for the good." Yeah. So I realized that there are things worth fighting for, and kids, and all the kids from Lahan Village. Yeah. 
And so that's um that's where we are right now. That's that, I mean I'm I'm a little bit past there, um, but I think this that's a good stopping point. Um, I I I will go ahead and say this is probably going to take more than five episodes. <laughs> yeah. Because this, the, you know, I was I was gauging that based on the the fact that we're using and the fact that we're using does not take into accountability any type of cutscene or dialogue, and me trying to find where to sleep because it, it said, you know, in the game or in your life, in, in the game and in my life, I don't sleep in my life, um, but uh, <laughs> the uh, no that that last part whenever. Before the the bad guys came and attacked the base, they were saying, "Oh, well, we're gonna leave." That's what Saitan was agreeing on. We're gonna leave, and um, we you just go go to bed. I couldn't fucking find figure out where to go to bed. Yeah, it took me forever. So I, I lost some time doing stuff like that. So I lost I lost a little bit of time repeating myself on that first fight with Calamity, and then grinding. I lost some more time because I couldn't figure out where to go at that specific part that you're talking about, trying to yeah. find the bed to fall asleep in. And then there's some other parts where uh, a little bit after this, there, there's just some times where they say to go do something and I wasn't sure exactly how to do it. Yeah. Like you have you have to do things in a specific order that isn't, isn't obvious. Yeah. And then I lost a little bit more time because my PSP is old and a piece of garbage and... One time I was playing it at my desk and the corner hit the table or hit the top of the desk a little too hard and my PSP is basically falling apart so something lost connection at that point when my PSP just the corner of it tapped the top of my desk and then it cut out and I hadn't saved in 20 minutes. Uh. So I had to go replay that 20 minute section again and that's happened twice. Uh. So... Which is a pain when I can't save every four seconds like we did during Stalker. This is true. I need an F6 button. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. But oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Matt. I mean, how? I mean, how many hours would you say you're in now? In the game, I'm about just over seven hours. But That's in right. real life, I'm at about eight and a half or so. Yeah, I'm around seven. I think I just hit the seven mark. Um. But you're just a little bit farther than me. Um, yeah, I'd say about one more hour to get through the the whole rescue. Yeah. And uh, Gambus, I know you you said you're still you're you're right there at the calamity fight. So. Yeah, I'm a I'm about six hours in, but um, I, every time I go into a new area, I I automatically grind. Yeah. It's just it's just how my mind works, how yeah. I approach role playing games. I do too. I like to always be a little bit over leveled in case I fight a boss. I don't automatically lose hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there, there's sometimes, sometimes in certain games, you'll fight a boss to where if if you're at a level that is just you know just barely good enough, you know, to fight a boss, then you you, you and if and if it requires like a certain type of strategy, then if you learn it halfway through the battle, you're already screwed. Yeah, it's too late. But, but if you're that. if you're a little bit over leveled, it gives you more leadway to learn the strategy so that you can you can still save yourself from completely dying if you if you're like two or three levels over. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's why I always grind. Exactly. That yeah. Reason. You know, one of the biggest pet peeves I have, um, and it's happened a lot in a lot of JRPGs or even Western RPGs, is that you have party members and you survive by the skin of your teeth and only one party member gets the experience points because the other ones are dead. Oh, oh I hate that. I hate that so fucking bad. It, it's to the point where I'm like, God, just restart the battle. I wish I could just restart the battle and just, you know, have everybody alive so they can at least progress. Yeah, save those Phoenix downs for right before you beat them. Exactly. I'm just like, oh, God, that's so annoying. And, it, and it's always the character that you least like who's still standing, who gets all the experience points. Yeah. It's always, oh. yeah, it's always Ares that's got all the points. Yep. And I know she's going to die eventually. <laughs> so, so it's spoilers. just like, what a waste. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, um, this is this is an epic game. It's There's a lot of information to take in, and we're only seven hours in. Yeah. And yeah. Jason, you're probably, you're probably a good hour and a half away from us. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I mean, because of all the exploration, exploration and uh, exposition, uh, exposition. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm I'm probably about about an hour and a half behind you guys, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to catch up. That's that's totally fine. I mean, we're like I said, this is our show. We can take as long as we want, and you know, I'd I'd rather be taking our time than trying to rush through it. Yeah, if we try to do this in like four episodes, I mean, talk about being the cliff notes. Yeah. Be like, yeah, mechs destroy stuff. There's like gods and stuff. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, it'd be pretty much incredibly vague. That's kind of how I am right now. But <laughs> I just, you know, I mean, I, I'm trying to understand it. There's, there's, like I said, there's a lot of information. You know, I totally forgot about the anime cutscene that we had. You know, it's just there's there's so much, so many things going on in this game. So many new characters being introduced. I mean, I've got notes sitting here. There is, I never take notes when I'm playing a video game. <laughs> you kidding me? I mean, you know, and you got to keep in mind, we're video game reviewers. I review three games a week. It seems like you know, I was I was putting an hour into this while putting an hour into Monster Hunter this week. Yeah. So I mean, you know, and and those are two totally different games, and I was just, you know, and, and me trying to go back and forth and try to remember as much as I possibly can, you know, it's it's kind of it, it's kind of difficult, which is why I say, you know what, screw it, we're gonna take our time, and I, I'm I'm totally fine with that because I do want to play through this game because I, I I want to see the ending. Yeah. yeah. And and it deserves it. I mean, it seems like there's enough going on, and it if it's got this uh, rabid of fans. You know, there must be something to it to make it, you know, gel in the end to make it a worthwhile story, if not just a game. Absolutely. So, I mean, if this takes seven episodes, so be it. If it takes more, screw it. If you guys don't want to listen, turn it off. (laughs) But we're going to record it. It's almost like uh, this might end up taking so many episodes that we might have to change the name of it from Phoenix down to... I don't know, Xeno Gear Chronicles or something. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Gamus, because I've never played the game, and I, I could be completely oblivious. Does Xenoblade Chronicles have anything to do with Xeno Gears? Um, 
actually, from what I know, um, from what I've played, not really. But at the same time, there's probably some kind of a lore in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles that could, uh, I don't know, could, could possibly link it in the same universe, but in a very, in kind of a real vague way. Because in Xenoblade Chronicles, you're basically fighting on two, two titans who are basically two gods. So, I mean, it could be in the same universe as Xenogears, but uh, evidently, um, Xenosaga 1, 2, and 3 are basically episodes 1, 2, and 3, and then Xenogears is episode 5 of a si- supposed uh, six-game series that is will never really be complete because, you know, them having to fall out with uh, Squaresaw. Yeah. And uh, it's like... It's the unofficial episode five. It's it's kind of like the the, the the creators of the game, the, the individual uh, creators of the game, regard Xenogears as episode five. But because it's owned by Squaresoft and they're monolith soft, it's not official on a corporate level. Yeah. Hmm. So... Xenoblade Chronicles I would like to think that it takes place in the same universe but maybe like elsewhere yeah like on another planet or something yeah because it it, it's got you know it's got the word Xeno in it and Molosoft likes to likes to carry that over and um it has mechs it's got it's got mechs in it even though you don't really fight in the mechs in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, you, but you do fight mechs, and there are people that are in mechs in the game. Yeah, but it's uh, it's pretty much all on foot, and essentially the the two titans that you're that that were fighting in the beginning, one is actually um, technologically based, and the other one is uh, biologically based. So it, you. You can almost, you know, you can you can almost link them like in the same universe, but you know, like in a distant part of the galaxy. Um, and then and then you got the X game being made for Wii U that also has mechs in it that can transform into into vehicles, hmm. like uh, like a motorcycle type of vehicle it seems like so so they're still carrying some of the traditions and a little bit of the the nuances but i'm not totally for sure if xenoblade is is actually a part of the the canon of xeno gears gotcha okay well it's an interesting thought yeah I would I would like to know if it is though if if somebody if if one of our um, listeners um, actually knows like a, some kind of like link whether it be uh, obvious or really obscure link between uh, the the Xenogears slash Saga and Xenoblade Chronicles 
I, I would really be interested in knowing uh, how they how they connect if they do. Yeah. All right. Well, we've exhausted this episode. We may have got a lot of things wrong, and I'm sure we did. But you know what? That's this is. I mean, you're talking to a guy who works 40 hours a week, who has you know, who has to have enough time to play this and review games and all this other stuff. So I'm trying my best to get as much as I can out of it. Uh, I'm still progressing through the game, and um, so far I'm having a decent time with it. You know, I haven't yeah. hit any, I haven't hit any roadblocks yet, and um, and so far I'm enjoying the the story. Yeah pretty cool I, I, I really love love it actually i wish i could have more time to play it I, my, my uh game playing time has been kind of limited lately so but yeah i really enjoy xenogears and i really hope that this time because of my uh, video game add um <laughs> that i can you know i'm really looking forward to, to actually completing this game and uh trying to delve deeper into the into this great mystery this this game absolutely anyway let's uh i'm gonna break out the the twitter you can follow us all on twitter um give us some feedback there and just talk to us in general suggest some games to us my twitter handle is dml fury uh, matt's is r-e-m-g-s and uh jason's is Gambus Con. Uh, definitely uh, hit us up there. Um, if you'd like to suggest a game or if you'd like to write into us, you can send me an email. Uh, frustratedfury at ztgamedomain.com. Uh, definitely uh, send us some feedback there. If you would, please leave us an iTunes review. We would greatly appreciate that. Helps us get our name out there and uh, let everybody um, know just how stupid we are when we talk about Xenogears. <laughs> um, you know, and I like I, I'm, I joke about it, and I totally respect anybody's thoughts on the game. Yeah, I, I, I will fully confess I am an idiot, and you know this is just my thoughts on it. This is all of our thoughts. It's personal opinions. Everybody has uh, different you're, opinions. You're not an idiot. An idiot would, would uh, wouldn't have anything to do with the game. This so. is true. Yeah. <laughs> This is yeah. very true. Like, oh, it was one of them Japanese games. I'd rather go yeah. Call of Duty. I'd rather go bang, 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 and kill people. <laughs> but anyway, there's too much reading. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's um, that's pretty much it. Um, I greatly appreciate everybody listening. Please leave some feedback. Uh, suggest some games to us. We will definitely try to play them. Uh, but anyway, we'll leave you with that. I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And I'm Gambus Khan, or Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we are out of here. We'll catch you guys next week with our continuation of Xenogears. Gears.